0: here we are welcome back movie schmovie hello episode 225 is that right 225 that's (sighs) correct the last one was 224, so mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. that's next.
0: I have completely unironically taken your spot as the guy who's amazed at how many episodes we've done. Yeah. Yeah. Look. You used to be genuinely shocked, and then you became <laughs> jaded, and then we, we teased you about it. And now every time we say the number, I, I without even thinking about it, go, woo boy. <laughs>
2: I'm and the number's so actually higher, yeah. right? I mean, it's yeah. like
0: we got all these half mini
2: episodes. I know, right.
0: I don't even know. We need to do the math on that see how many
2: yeah. there actually are. I guess we could look at iTunes.
0: Or we could just ask like someone who's a fan and a listener yeah. to sound off on uh, maybe maybe they keep a tally. Yeah. I'm Lauren, sure there is somebody out there. Somebody Lauren, do you know how many the... extra episodes we've done? How many <laughs> bonus episodes we've <laughs>
2: done?
3: I was unaware of this quiz portion of the <laughs> show, but that's no. why it's a pop
2: quiz.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't you remember those
1: from school? Lots. Lots lots more.
0: But yes, yeah, two twenty five. And we are here to talk about a subject that is near and dear to our hearts because we love we love well. You, you're a recent convert. To, you've grown on to it. To yeah, horror films, yeah. Ronald. Just but most of us here it. on this podcast are sort of horror Not buffs.
2: super recent, just relatively recent in your life. It's, yeah, it's yeah. been a good like seven years. Yes. Yeah. It's a slow
0: burn for you. Really, the start
2: of Movie schmovie kind of like <laughs> opened you up a little more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Not a, yeah, I mean, it's like Insidious. I, I remember, it, I remember recording Insidious with you at your mom's house and it was yeah. like, I'm not really into horror movies.
1: Yeah, I, I, don't, was, I don't see horror movies. If Insidious was a representation of horror films, then...
0: He wouldn't
3: be. <laughs> oh, you didn't like that movie? No. Really?
2: Uh-uh. You don't remember that
0: from episode <laughs> Dear Dear one of movies? I mean, I guess
3: it's been a long... Yeah, it's, it's a long way back. I'm
1: not a fan of that I
0: kind of thought you were going to be re-listening to the whole catalog before coming in <laughs> You didn't in get here. that text? You <laughs> yeah. got to actually listen to all of the horror-related episodes? Wow,
3: that's a lot of work. That's the
0: pop quiz at the end. I've already said too much. <laughs> it's a lightning round questions. i But I'm John. John.
3: <clears throat> Lauren.
0: I'm Steve. And this... Is the best kills? Favorite kills? Mm-hmm.
3: I say favorite.
0: Favorite. It's favorite. kind of... Uh, my list is favorite. See, I, I went... went with favorites. I don't know that I could think of all the kills so that I can't really... You know, I, I know there's something I'm forgetting that I might have ended up putting on this list. But for me, these kills are all iconic in some way or another. Sure. What about for you, Ronald? Were these your favorites or just the ones you think of as the best, the biggest? Um, Whenever I think about horror
1: films and over-the-top kills, these are... Some of the ones that come to my head. I, so you I went
2: with I, over the top. Over well, the you t- went with like memorable. Yeah, like, memorable. What was that kind yeah, of yeah. kind yeah. of thing? Okay,
1: the ones yeah. that make you go, oh, oh my god.
2: You said it out loud. Yeah. Oh, oh my. <laughs> god. You were that guy in the theater saying it.
0: <laughs> you know, there's Ronald back there. I was attached watching to that horror character. movie number four. <laughs> yeah. I like the way you said, oh, like as though you didn't <laughs> th- you didn't realize it was a horror movie, and then yeah. people might like, It had like a oh. question mark at the end of it. Well,
1: The stakes have risen.
0: Did you have any difference in your mind or have any, like, uh, like a crossroads where you were deciding the difference between deaths and kills? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, there are deaths. There are some deaths that I don't know that I could call kills. So mm, I, I, I did have, there were a few things that I thought, man, that's a big one. But when I thought about what caused it, I was like, you know, this doesn't really feel like... It's, um, it's a
2: kill. I don't think that came sense. into my okay. my criteria. I yeah. feel like all of the ones that I my my top three and on the, the also rans are like all kills. Yeah, um, at the hand of something, someone and that whatever. was another thing some at the force. hand of something or some yeah. force
0: I was thinking a lot about I tried to stick to slashers because yeah. it seems to me when you, when you think kills that's what you think is you think of like there'll be a slasher character that over a series of movies racks up a body count and then each kill is a little bit different sure but it was hard for me to do that in good faith There was a few kills that I wanted to put in there that I'm like well these aren't really slasher killers and I didn't know did you all take that same broad view or did you stick to slashers or I don't I
3: gotta I don't what think what did they... Siri
0: say
1: Seriously. How does she that, feel about it? She says that uh, slashers. What's the weather? <laughs> it is cold <laughs> as shit outside.
0: You're going to pull a dish now? All uh,
3: of my three are slashers. However, some of my honorable mentions are not. Okay. But I did have criteria. I specifically did not pick anything from Saw or Final Destination. Oh. Okay. Because I felt like that was like they're all so like creative, over the top, like. I didn't want to do those. Okay.
2: So, so do you look down on that? Like the way you said creative, you kind of sound like you were n-
3: No, 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 no. I still like those movies sometimes, but I felt like those Learn are- Lauren likes those, all those, kills, those Steve. Are, Don't get <laughs> Yeah, if it's any, death. any gore is <laughs> yeah. fine. No, but um, I mean, I don't know. I just felt like they're all over the top. So it's like- mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's a couple probably from like Final Destination I could have picked.
2: Because mm-hmm. I would almost say like some of the ones that stick with me- are some of those final destination things like in the real world? Like I have trouble
0: getting behind. <laughs> I know exactly which yeah. one he's
3: talking about. the Log, uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, like
0: a, like a truck hauling tree trunks. Yes. yes, I have a problem with that. I've <laughs> always too. had a problem with that, and that scene just gives you like I because every I time I get behind anybody one, who doesn't yeah. have a problem to that. Yeah. Like, watch this scene, and you'll see why the rest of yeah. us are like. There's
2: no doubt it's my turn when yeah. I'm behind that truck, yeah. Yeah. so I have to get away. Do you
0: think about like oh I just put my head down? Right. You start thinking about your nope. exit strategy. I just I stay away far and far away. According to final destination rules, though, getting your it still just means that you're gonna hit a bump and you're gonna like poke your eye out on the gear shift yeah. or something like that so you know? weird yeah those, those I mean different. I was just curious I mean like
2: yeah. I didn't have any of those films on my list but that's interesting cause like there are so many like those films have so many kills and they're all kind of like one upping the next mm-hmm. so like that that's interesting that like I, I feel like they've kind of affected me in certain ways like in specifically in the Final Destination movies like the movies may not be good as they go go on in the franchise but like There are still pretty some are some pretty like crazy kills like you're talking about like your criteria, Ronald of like of the like wow factor of some of them like they seem like those kinds of kills Mm -hmm. to me.
0: So um, yeah, there are the big moments. Yeah, exactly. Stick with you, and then there's some that are uh, noteworthy because they're so sudden. I I did notice there's a whole lot of reasons why I thought of certain kills, and sometimes it's just I don't want to be that person. And other times it was like, wow, that was a great movie moment when that happened and it really punctuated a scene. And sometimes it is inventive. Sometimes it is that someone figured out a way to kill someone with you know, a tape dispenser and a right. fingernail clipping or whatever. Right, right, right. So who's going first? I don't know. Does so, the guest want to go first? You guys first? are all looking at me. I wasn't.
3: Um, you did for a second. <laughs> Peripherally, <laughs> I you saw I me yeah, out. I can go first. I'm going to do the one that made me bug Steve to do this episode because it is the closest to my heart. Uh, it's from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, The Vain Puppet, which
0: Lauren and I just high-five because it's one of my picks too.
3: Is it one of your picks, yes. really? Okay, I love the Vain Puppet. Like I just I don't know why. I don't know what I don't even know when I fell in love with Nightmare on Elm Street 3 it specifically, but that is definitely my favorite one. I mean, I love the first one, for sure. But, like, of all the sequels, the third one's my absolute favorite. I, there was, like, several kills in that movie I could have totally picked. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, the two others in particular. But I just love the thought of some poor soul walking down a hospital hallway with with some maniacal figure using their own veins as, like, a puppet to get them to jump off of a roof. It's just...
0: It's so... Amazing. It's, it's nasty, and it's mean. It's and mean. This, and this it's guy mean. hasn't done anything to deserve this. Yeah. He's in this institution, and yeah. I think we're meant to believe that he's probably tried to cut his wrists before. It just seems like a particularly nasty death for a suicidal character to do something involving slashing their wrists and and then puppeteering them with their with their veins. I mean, everything about that is just so memorably nightmarish and nasty, and it's so drawn out. And I really think it's in the movie at that point. It's early. It's there to say... This is nasty. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. here, it's here to say this is a mean movie. Freddy is not nice. Look at this nice young boy who makes puppets, uh, uh, and look how he's being treated. So, yeah, everything about it. It was memorable, gross, sad. There's so many, yeah, that was going to,
2: I mean, I'll just piggyback. That was going to be one of mine, but knowing she would pick that, I didn't mm-hmm. pick it. So I could give some attention to another one. But that 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 actually is my favorite nightmare film. Dream Warriors, I, I agree. Um, the first one's great. I just think Dream Warriors is like the the character goes to the level where whether you like the Freddy Krueger he becomes in the third one, uh, you either do or you prefer like the the more of the the character from the first two, mainly the first one. Yeah, like he doesn't have the as many as the one liners and the you know the welcome the primetime bitch and like all these like zingers that Freddy Krueger bitch yeah opens <laughs> and three is really where you get that and just the idea of the crew of people coming together with you know, their their superpowers, you know, like to to, to battle them or to battle him. But yeah, just like you mentioned, John, like the puppets he makes and even like that stop motion sequence with the puppet, like when that all happens, it's just... It's just an awesome scene, and oh, we yeah. got to go through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a couple years. ago. I literally ago. like
3: grabbed Steve by the arm and screamed like "Fain puppet!" because it was like right in front of us. And I don't know. I don't know why it, I it, didn't expect it. Like I don't. I don't know. I guess I just assume other people don't like love it as much as me. But like you're saying, you would have picked it, and you would have yeah. picked it. So
2: it was the Halloween Horror Nights at Universal okay. Studios. Mm. Uh, it wasn't last year. It was the year before, or two years. It was before. two years ago. Yeah. So yeah, it was like. Uh, yeah, 2015, like, when we went, and it was a Freddy vs. Jason house, so, like, they had the iconic moments from each of the characters, and one of the awesome set pieces that they put together was the Freddy Vane puppet sequence, Aww. and it was really fucking cool, especially knowing that, like, we both, like, love that scene, and, um, that, like, they even identified it as, like, an iconic Freddy kill, mm. was really cool, um, but yeah, that's a that's a great, great sequence. No. I'll, go, I'll go next. I, I just okay. just on the Nightmare on Elm Street. Love my uh, my first pick is actually the first Nightmare on Elm Street, and um, you gonna say what I think you gonna say? It's the it's the Johnny Depp kill Fucking scene. Me. Did you pick that? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. So then we got a cross table high fives. Oh, yeah, <laughs> let's go <with> do ours. <laughs> um, but yeah, the sequence with uh, is it Glenn? Glenn is Johnny Depp's yes. character. Um, the whole movie just kind of, like, Nancy having this boyfriend that's, like, pretty supportive, but you're kind of, like, why is he more aware of what's going on? And he's, like, kind of this... He doesn't seem to realize he's in a movie where people are dying. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> or what's happened to people around them prior yeah. to it. But just the whole sequence of, like, you know, him falling asleep to, is it the National Anthem? Like, in this, yeah. and the TV goes static, and Freddie's upstairs, yes, apparently. Yeah, Freddy's <laughs> um, uh, He's walking on his hands, his claws. Yeah. Uh, just the visual of that sequence was like I just remember it, like just rocking my world when I first saw Nightmare on Elm Street when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Saw it when I was way too young for sure, but I mean I thank that because it's like my love of horror is from my, that movie among a couple other ones. Um, but yeah, just the visual, the, the the music, the score of when the blood shoots onto the sequence uh, onto the onto the ceiling in that sequence, mm-hmm. and the mother coming in and seeing him, and you kind of sort of seeing like part of him in the in the sheets and. Yeah. Um, it's just like a brutal sequence. And it's like, surreal, too. It's yeah. like if
0: you were looking at an image or a scene to be sort of a... Almost like a cartoonish commentary yeah. on American slasher films or violence in movies or something. The notion of someone being sucked into a bed and then just a geyser of blood coming out. I mean, it's a bold choice. And I guess it plays around with that dream imagery right. notion of that. So it's It's unique. Like You don't really see anything bad happen to the guy. Yeah, it's, I mean, just, you just see like a claw coming out of a... And
2: right. I, just, I just think that that's like an amazing sequence. It, it's visually... Like stamped into my brain. Anytime I think of like horror movie kills, I think yeah. of the blood shooting out of the bed. I think of him scream, like that Johnny Depp, young Johnny Depp scream, being pulled into the mm-hmm. into the bed and the TV kind of going down with him. Yeah, it just yeah. was so much
0: happening uh, in that sequence, I think also there was some part of us that was watching Johnny Depp kind of become a star. Yeah, because like you didn't, he wasn't big yet. But if you saw that movie. You you were like this guy's cool. I like yeah. this guy, and of course now we we've, we've gotten sick of his shit. Yeah, but, <laughs> it's kind of. But back then, when, when he became famous, yeah. I remember being a horror fan. It was kind of fun being able to say, "Well, yeah, we've known about Johnny Depp for a while." <laughs> a, lot, a lot a of them
2: uh, a lot, they get a lot of their starts in horror films, but yeah. So the the Glenn Kill and Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: One. So when we get uh, trumped on a pick, are we going to throw out another thing out there, uh, or are we going to? Uh... I mean, you could, I'd
2: say you would add more to hers
0: if you wanted to say anything else about the puppet. Okay. Well, and I then we can,
2: can we can throw more out at thee, and if there's like also rands or whatever.
0: I, I, I think I said enough about poor Philip Anderson and his puppet veins, so <laughs> we can move on to Ronald. But your pick would have been? Uh, It would have been, yeah, that was Johnny my first So <laughs> that was a short round. <laughs> I like how quick round one
2: went.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So why don't you guys say your next picks first, in case there's overlap, and that way we can get oh, shut we, can oh. we can stick with the order. Okay. Let's not okay. get too confusing. Let's not make it mathematically. Okay. I like math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although it hasn't been well, hasn't treated the show very well.
2: We try to do math.
3: Hmm. Lauren? I don't know which one I want to go to next, though. Should I do the one that possibly Steve could pick, and then I would mess him up, or should I do the one that I well, pretty a, much know Steve didn't pick? You would mess me up. I'd pick. still
2: say something, and then we'd go on to John.
3: All right. I'm going to do it then. The movie that when I was finally old enough to experience horror, according to my mom, not my dad, who would not let me watch shit, Um, but my mom did let me go see Scream in theaters in secret. I could not tell my dad, and I love the Drew Barrymore death. It is brutal, especially now watching it as a mom. Like, can you imagine walking out back and Henry hanging from a tree? Like, that's the worst thing you could think of. Like, walking into your house, clearly something has happened. And then you can hear your daughter's like last breaths on a phone, and then there she is right outside.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Her insides on the outside. Yeah, like. It's
0: horrific, and and again, just like I was saying about the Nightmare on Elm Street death, the the vein death it's sad. It's like yeah. It, yeah. It, it, What happens to this person is stressful and traumatic, and you see her go through this terror before she faces the actual violence. You know, so it's yeah, it's that that opening was that really got that series off to a, a a big start I think with people because that opening felt so classic like the <clears throat> staging of it the yeah. the use of the phone call the trivia all that stuff was 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 something new at that time I I yeah. think I also picked that as one of my 3 but just to add a
2: little bit I that's probably the most iconic horror scene for me like in all of my horror movie opinions I think when scream came out in 1996, it kind of changed the game for what the horror genre was doing at that time. On our last podcast, we talked about Candyman. We talked about how when it came out in '92, like you know, film companies were trying to find a new slasher flick, a new horror franchise, whatever it was, an attempt to do that. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then in, in you know, four years after that, Scream comes out and kind of does an entire send up of the entire genre of a slasher film.
0: And the most amazing thing... kind of thing. messed up the genre for a long time, actually, as far as being able to do a sincere version of yeah, it. Yeah, you know? yeah,
2: but I mean, I, I, my opinion is that it needed that. At no, that I point think so. And and no, genre. when I say messed
0: up, I mean it just kind of. If you had a, a, if your plan was to have a, let's get some teens out in the woods and let's kill them with a slasher. If you had a movie that was like that that was scheduled to come out after Scream, oh, you oh, seem very sure. old yeah. hat. Yeah, know? no,
2: no, no doubt. Um, but the most marvelous thing about the Scream opening for me is the entire misdirect that led into it with anything that the movie was doing to market itself. Yeah. I just can so clearly remember like being so jazzed about seeing that film and everything was Drew Barrymore. Yeah yeah. The poster is Drew Barrymore, like Nev Campbell's like a small character and mm-hmm. like next you know, Billing or whatever. Opening on such a strong, like she she really exerts like this confidence and like the character is like very, very uh sure of herself when she starts taking the calls and like when it starts to get into the trivia, like she, you can see her kind of not being sure, mm-hmm. like where the call is going or what the call is anymore. And I just think that just the balance of of the the tone of the of the calls, the tone of her confidence, the jiffy pop, the jiffy pop, like um the the geography of the house when she starts moving through the rooms and mm-hmm. looks out the back and sees Steve, and you know you're guessing like what you know what does that have to do with this and how did he get involved and. I mean, Scream's one of my favorite movies ever. It's probably my favorite horror movie ever. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, that sequence, I mean, is just masterful. I think that um, anybody going and seeing that in theaters and the reason that movie caught on and became a huge hit and and created a franchise is because you immediately realized you did not know what you were watching. Mm -hmm. You thought you knew who the heroine of the film was. You thought you knew that she would survive this and the movie would be him coming to get her still. But, like, the killer wins Mm -hmm. Immediately. And you realize that the rules of a horror film, the rules of a slasher film, are like out the window. And then you immediately are dropped into this town who are reacting to this attack, this murder, and then you meet your real final girl. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's fucking great. I love Scream so much, and that's like my favorite, one of my favorite sequences of a movie. Not even horror, really, now that I say it out loud. <clears throat> favorite sequence of any movie I've ever seen
0: is, well, the, is I mean, the Casey death. It, it is, yeah, it's iconic, for sure. Yeah. Anything to add about that, Lauren? I
3: don't know. I feel bad that I said it first because you're so passionate. <laughs> no, I mean,
1: it's, it's
2: fine. I'm glad that we both said I mean, it. I mean, we bonded over horror films as as friends. And I mean, like we talk about it. We're going this weekend to Halloween Horror Nights again as a group of friends. I mean, it's like something that matters to us. So it, don't don't feel bad at all. Okay, good. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, no. I mean, I think you said everything that I was feeling about it. Definitely like one of those things, like you said, like not not knowing that When you see it for the first time, which I guess everybody by now hopefully has seen Scream, but newer generations probably won't realize how famous Drew Barrymore was back then, so they won't realize how big of a deal it was for her to be like, what? But even, you know, sometimes you ever got, do you ever ever watch anything now that you've seen like so many times and like the tone of it, like you almost feel like, oh, they're going to make it, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And you know they're not because you've seen it, but just like that was one of those things where when you first see it, like obviously she's gonna be fine or whatever like i remember when i first saw it it was not until after it cut away that i'm like oh she's not gonna Mm -hmm. live through that like she's done you know like even or it's
2: not like a a nightmare right right it's it's like not like a flash you know a a daydream or a a bad thing that she just think yeah totally felt the same way
0: i remember feeling that way uh, i recently rewatched uh, some of the mission impossible movies mm-hmm. and the first one begins with oh, him yeah. out there with the team that gets wiped out and yep. casting emilio estevez as one of those guys totally was so brilliant because it got you to thinking oh emilio estevez is going to be like third banana in this movie <laughs> oh no he's not nope. <laughs> um, spike to the face yeah. on top of an elevator <laughs> There were a lot of grisly deaths, speaking of that, though, that did not fit into our horror <laughs> category. We might need to do a, a Best Kills non-horror Non-horror edition. Because yeah. some of the biggest, most iconic moments that are surprising like that, I realized, oh, they occur in movies that don't have, that aren't horror movies. And so they, you're not expecting it. I think the other thing that's interesting you were saying about people today maybe not realizing how famous Drew Barrymore was, I think that scene also would lose some of its punch for a modern audience because now that is a famous scene where someone gets killed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The, the likelihood yeah. that someone might have seen that clip before they see the movie seems high now. Yeah. And so I do think And the that... line, like the, what's your favorite scary movie? Yeah, right. And like the voice, I mean... That was all very surprising yes. at the
2: time. Yes, yes. And I, and I remember loving that opening on another level, just being <coughs> a fan of horror. Because, yeah. you know, you're going along with the questions and you're like, answer, got that. You you're know, thinking, like, maybe you, I could yeah, survive. Yeah, yeah, Would I know? survive this?
0: Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Just Well, that's uh, what's the... Uh, Jamie, what's his name? Jamie Kennedy. (sighs) Jamie Kennedy. That's the whole Jamie Kennedy character. The brilliance of that was that you, I mean, now that again feels like a a cliche to have a character who's too aware of the world there. Absolutely. But at the time, that was such a stroke of genius. And the things they pointed out were legit. That's the other thing. The thing about splitting up, the thing about I'll be right back, all that stuff. We all sat there watching movies saying that stuff. So that movie, yeah, it really did. It really was like a horror buffs dream to have Scream kind of be such a big hit. Yeah. Well, you love that movie so much that I kept feeling kind of funny. My next choice is a movie that is, like, I don't even particularly like this movie. I know I've seen this movie all the way through, maybe once on, on HBO or something. But all I know is that the opening of this movie is one of the best surprising kills on its ghost ship. It's a my also ran. Oh, the, the, yeah. the, there's a party on a on a crew totally. on, on a like a cruise liner, yeah. and there's people dancing on the deck, and there's a woman performing a song, and it's this opulent picture of like, oh, these people have these are well off people, and they're having this great time. And then someone, you know, tightens a wire. It's a little unclear or at that something. point in the movie about what's going yeah. on, but there's a wire that gets tightened across the edge, uh, across the deck of the of the ship, and it just goes through everybody really fast to the point where it's seconds later people are starting to realize they've been hurt and so you see every combination of oh someone's clothes fall down first and then their top slides off yeah. you see other people like you see like blood oozing out of a guy's pant leg I mean all this these little subtle clues that, that everyone just got sliced like in cut half off at of the jaw yeah. by a wire yeah. and then you gradually pull back and you see this entire crowd of people there's a woman who's been cut off at the waist and she's like reaching over and trying to pull her legs back onto her body mm. and yeah, you mentioned the little girl is actually dancing there's a little girl who's below the lo- level of the wire so she survives but she's looking I feel
3: like I vaguely remember that I, I, I remember seeing this movie but I don't remember fully seeing this movie but I re- when you said little girl I like know exactly she's what like dancing
0: about. and looking at everybody and you're seeing it for kind of from her point of view yeah, and then like yeah, the guy yeah. she's dancing with we see that he has had like the slice go through his yeah. face and they they it's before they had all the CGI stuff so like there's not as much like you seeing like the open wound but it's it's just cleverly staged because it's it's yeah you just see those body parts sliding and then you gradually get what's going on and I remember watching it the first time and similar to what you were saying about Scream it was just such a shock that this movie started off with this scene. And it's a little sad that that's pretty much it for that movie. That it has other moments totally that might agree. be kind of creepy, but there's nothing anywhere close to the cleverness. So don't watch
3: it. Just watch the beginning. I of and would turn say, it off. yeah, go yeah. On, <laughs> go to YouTube, YouTube and, and
0: gotcha. say uh, opening that movie scene is to show. No, at it's, all. Not. it's not. It's, it's not. Maybe <laughs> it's it's that, so <laughs> that scene is so good. That scene is so good.
3: Maybe I stopped watching it then. Maybe like how old is it? Like at least ten years. <laughs> two thousand two. Okay, so maybe I like started watching it and I was like, oh, this is cool, and then was like, oh, this is crap. Yeah, that could have totally happened. Mm-hmm.
2: but, but it, it, it's scene. yeah it's like the yeah where, where scream like is such a great opening sequence and the movie you know continues to get better mm-hmm. and like and ends so strong like that's an example of like the best movie the best part of the movie is the first five minutes and then it's just right. all mm-hmm. downhill from there got it but a did... really cool opening like mass kill
0: mm-hmm.
2: like the whole lore around why this ship is haunted is yeah. like this
0: mess yeah, everybody like, died at once done. in a horrific way yeah. that was also creative and clever and yeah. kind of funny even though you don't really we haven't really talked much about what's in our hearts and what's wrong with us that we, we enjoy <laughs> watching these scenes and these movies but I like that there's so much at play in horror I think we've right. talked about yeah. this before with yeah. the effects and the photography and the staging and so much about like the way that it's shot can affect it so I do think that when, when you've got a really well made sequence like that you know that they must have known when they were working on it okay we've got something really good here for yeah. sure
3: do you ever find out who put the wire there?
0: You see the Yes, it becomes part of the story. That okay. someone You're right.
3: I don't know why I care. Well, no, I actually I actually cared go, because go, I was go like if this it. was a
0: boating accident, it doesn't belong on my yeah. list. It's not a kill, but there is a there is a person or or persons uh, behind it. Got it. So
1: Ghost Ship seems like it was a movie that was based on a ride in a <laughs> It's like one of the only movies I'm like this feels like like you can't tell a ride
2: that, where they cut you in half. You, you can't tell that pirate, You can't tell <laughs> one of pirates is just
1: a movie that's made from a ride. Oh yeah. But yeah. Ghost Ship feels it like it's a sequence should. that would be on a wall as you go through a, a ride. Yeah. It's so generic. Um. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. Yep. So a French movie. I I, I used to talk about it a lot. Uh, came out two thousand three. High tension. One of mm-hmm. my favorite movies. Um, it's a weird movie with a cold open, but there's like a scene that involves uh, some stairs, a piano, and an innocent person. And it just, it's it's a strange kind of first death to the movie because you you don't know the stakes in it at all. You don't know what's going on at first because it is a very, very cold open. Mm-hmm. And then this person loses their head as a result of this piano and this man falling in a weird way. And it is a strange, strange death that I'd, I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> so I always
0: think about it. You know, I, I remember parts it, of that movie, but for some reason I don't remember that that death. Right?
1: That's like the first one where it starts to be like, oh, this random guy that looks like another scary composite of a bunch of characters is going to kill a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. But it's a cool movie. No, that was a really well-made movie. Yeah, with a cool twist to it. And uh, that that death really sets the tone.
3: Are you, are you a reader at all? Do you, I mean, will you read a book? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I some people don't read yeah, it. Some yeah, people are it. like more yeah, podcasty movie. Yeah. Okay. So there's a book <laughs> by Dean Koontz called Intensity, which mm-hmm. I swear up and down that High Tension had to have been based on this mm-hmm. book in some way because there, okay, so I haven't read the book or seen the movie in quite a few years, but the book I've reread like probably three times and mm-hmm. it, um, there's so many similarities down to, like, the layout of the house.
1: Oh, wow. And the
3: biggest difference is the end, so I'm not going to tell you anything, but you should read the book just to see if you think – I mean, I personally think it's, like, a lot of similarities, and I've never been able to find anything to, see to like, say yes 100% that that was, like, an inspiration.
1: Mm. There's actually –
2: I saw – I knew you were going to say that, and there's a note I saw on their wiki page that when the movie mm -hmm. came out, apparently people were noting the comparisons to intensity. Really? Yeah, and that – um. The director acknowledged like reading the novel and being aware okay. of the similarities. But that but then Dean Kuntz said like I never pursued legal action because like he hated the movie and he felt that like association by winning <laughs> he, he a hated, lawsuit. He hated, he hated it. He hated it. Okay, he okay. hated uh, uh high tension. Um so like the association of winning a lawsuit would be like, Oh, this this movie is based on my book, this book is great, this movie's <laughs> a piece really of shit. Shit to him, <laughs> right, to him. But but you always mention that when we talk about that. But yeah, I don't read books. That's really cool.
3: <laughs> That's why I asked if you read books. Right. I don't fucking read books. He'll like. He, I mean, you're will. you will. You're just to extremely it? selective. Yeah, exactly. Like it takes a lot.
2: Yeah, I work at a book publisher, but I don't read books <laughs> unless I really pressure to, or just like hear amazing things about right. a book.
3: I know two. I, I've been friends with him for how long now? Two thousand six ish. So what? Twelve, 12 years. years. Okay, so I've Going I know t- I know two books that he's read, two. 12 a year. No, that's like the books he's read in The Time I've Known It.
2: <laughs> Whatever. I don't read, dude.
3: It and The Strain. That's the only two that I know you've read. That is
1: it. Well, look, there's nothing wrong with that. Might
2: have been the only two. <laughs> like you, I feel like you read a lot of articles. <laughs> Tons of articles. Yeah. Tons of articles. Like, so weird, Kurt They add up it's. to at least ten books.
0: So with reading, honestly, I know people that don't read, and when I ask them why they don't, it's a little bit like asking one of my friends who loves biking why they don't watch more television or something. Yeah. Where it's Because like, it, you are saying, why don't you like to... Be mad at every interruption and irritated by every noise and require silence and, like, a meditative space that's far away from everybody so you right. can sit and spend hours upon hours, you know, going into your imagination. I mean, right. I, I, I find that as at this age, wanting to read is really just pointing out how much I am annoyed by people. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I've sit down mean, with a book. It's like accurate, because yeah. you really need like a few hours to it's kind of melt together, and you know, sort of especially like... having a kid and yeah. being busy with your life and stuff. The time to just sit there and read, you really feel like this is selfish. Where are you with reading? Do, do, do you find know. it boring, or do you I find it boring? Yeah, find it boring mm. Mm. to
2: be to be honest. Yeah, even like audio, it would keep or... me awake. <laughs> I, I do listen. I actually, oh, I listen uh, to books. Yeah, I haven't but... read books, oh. many books recently, yeah. but I listen to books. On Audible oh, or, Audible. yeah, audiobooks, like, way more often.
3: I right, just right. feel like I can never catch up on anything. Like, there's books that I want to read. There's TV shows that this one's telling me to watch. Yeah. My I have to try <laughs> to watch things with my husband. I have two children. Like, I don't know why I can't just have somebody to do all those things for me. <laughs> right. And I can't just sit around doing what I want to do.
0: Well, the TV show thing is completely off the chain for me. Like, I can't possibly catch up on all the shows that's so many to catch up shows. on. shows. I did watch *Hunting of Hill House, though. Whose turn, it's is it? It's back to me, I think. Yeah, back to Lauren.
3: Um, okay. So, I feel like all of mine have this, like, theme of they're so brutal. Um. My last one is from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake in 2003, and it is Andy's death, which he was, he got his leg cut off mm-hmm. by Leatherface outside and was taken into the, the basement of Doom and was hung on a hook and just left there to die and then Jessica Beale's character finds him and tries to get him down and can't obviously because he's way too high up and probably a little too heavy for her and he basically begs her to kill him and she does it. And I, I don't know if I could kill you, Steve. <laughs> I don't know if I could put you out of your misery. I really don't know if I could do that. It's like I can't imagine my best friend hanging there, me stabbing them, and then like being covered in their blood just like, fuck, I just had to kill my best friend. Like yeah. another like worst thing I can imagine. Uh, like that'd probably be the next thing after like something happening to my kids, my husband or my mom is like, I don't know if I could kill my best friend.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a rough I don't know, the stakes are pretty high in those movies. Like, he's obviously dying in that film. He's dying.
3: I just feel like she it, could it, have it, been more of a problem solver. It's,
2: it's, it's, it's a fruitless effort, just, honestly. Like, you would not try to do something? I
3: couldn't do I. I mean, I guess in the moment, you do what you gotta do, but I just... I mean, I just
2: think, like, it's easier to watch the movie and be like, there's a lot of shit going on, you yeah, know? Right. But, like, in the moment, I'm sure there's, like, a rush of emotion, like, you know, like you're describing but just like cold thinking about logic watching a horror movie like there's somebody upstairs about to come down and kill both of them
0: like mm. put him out of
2: his misery he's not going anywhere don't make him suffer get yourself out save yourself like you know that's like a it's a selfless request to say i, I you know it's going to be hard for you but i want you to live right you know like you staying down here to help me is only going to exponentially increase the chance of you also dying
3: I understand all that in <laughs> in this moment, but I just feel like that.
2: But in the moment when it happened to us, you just yeah, you just sick. couldn't kill me.
3: I guess I, I could try to kill you, but it would be really difficult. Yeah, um, it's good to know. The, that just—I mean—that scene's thing. just awful. Like even like when she's trying to like lift him off yeah. the thing, and his like yeah. eyes are rolling yeah. back. He's like, "Just stop! Like, mm-hmm. just don't do this anymore. You're not—you're not helping." He knows it's, not happening. He yeah. knows it's yeah. not happening. But she's hopeful.
2: She's amazing in that movie. And, I love yeah, Jessica Biel in, in that film she's like such a strong like what's great she's so strong in that film not not just physically strong like she 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 has like a she has like this physical uh transformation of sorts not like she does phys- doesn't physically change in the movie but like just her physique and like her clothes and like everything well, there's that scene where
0: she eats the spinach and <laughs> then she grows big muscles
2: P- <laughs> I just think that, like, that character just goes through such a great transformation through that film, like, Mm -hmm. where she really kind of becomes, like, a great final girl. Like, in my opinion, like, people that don't like that movie can disagree with me, but I I love that remake, and I actually, I actually like it more than the original. Of course you do. You guys
0: are famous to me for thinking that.
2: I, I just think that Jessica Biel, like, when it gets to that moment, she's, like, she's trying to be, she's trying to save the day for everybody. And, like, you know, I feel like earlier in the film, you don't immediately get that, like, she's capable of it. Mm-hmm. But she's trying really hard to save this guy. Yeah. Who, who, in all...
0: Who she apparently cares more about than Lauren does about you. Right,
2: right. <laughs> No. No, no, she couldn't kill me. I, I would kill her. That I'll was fine. It.
3: I'll fucking kill you.
2: <laughs> no, but my, my, I don't know. I'm rambling. But the point was that the Mike Vogel character is like in any in most films, like you'd say, like he could save everybody. Like he's right. yeah. this strong man who mm-hmm. can save the day. You yeah. know, and but gorgeous, then, and gorgeous. And I've seen him in real life very close. Like I mm-hmm. sat with him at mm-hmm. multiple days, and he's he is gorgeous. I did the grind PA tour with him. He oh. more... Skate park down in uh, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> But anyway, like but just how that how quickly that turns and like she becomes like this I'm trying to save you. He knows you can't be saved. Right. And like she looks like she just has this like physical presence to her that like switches mm-hmm. at that point in the film. And I, I think that's like great, just for like the final girl conversation and mm-hmm. like just that character in the movie and just that movie overall. And um
0: That would be a good topic. The
2: Final Girls. Uh I'll pick So it's my turn for my final pick, right? (laughs) So I kind of was going back and forth between a couple um, movies that I thought have really, really, really great kills. But the one that I actually went with was the one that kind of stands out most recently in my mind, and that was last year's It. Mm. Um, I think the whole opening sequence with the Pennywise killing Georgie uh, was really incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, For for a lot of reasons, I, I just feel like kind of revisiting, like, such a great story, such a great, um, whether you love the miniseries or not. For me, it was pretty iconic growing up. I, I loved Tim Curry as Pennywise. It was a TV miniseries, so, like, there's cheesiness, and it's not great, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there's, like, a lot of hype around it coming out. There was like, a real groundswell of people wanting to see it, and there was a lot of talk of, like, how much the movie changed when it went from Fukunaga writing and directing it to um, Andy Machete, like... Even though they were working off of Fukunaga's script, which I read a lot before the movie came out to see kind of what direction they were going and kind of keeping more to some of the stuff from the book, and um, and immediately when I saw that open se- opening sequence with Georgie like chasing his boat down the road, I immediately just like sensed a different like kind of vibe to the movie than than the the miniseries, obviously because it was like a movie rated R. But I just think that, like, uh, the introduction to to, to, to Bill Skarsgård's uh, Pennywise and the kill of Georgie and, like, how graphic it was, <clears throat> again, maybe we need to discuss why we like such graphic kills or, like, mm-hmm. such horrible <clears throat> killing children. But I just think that, like, you know, the introduction to the character, the performance by Skarsgård in that scene, like, the, the the shot of his eyes kind of just going all wonky and, like, losing track of, like, the prey he's hunting Yeah, uh, was just, like like, just great, like, just chilling, you know, and, like, just the, um, you know, and, like, the refocusing on, like, what his mission is, like, when he kind of refocuses and, like, he starts to drool and, like, you start to see that, like, drool come out of his mouth, just, like, kind of salivating over this meal that he's about to eat, um... I thought it was just great. I just think the set design was awesome the the rain the, the 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 woman looking out the front window and the cat meowing and like you know following back to the same tracking shot of the woman looking again and kind of just seeing the blood like in the road around the drain and not um it just I thought it was just awesome, and like you know kind of him his arm coming out of the drain to grab mm-hmm. him as he's trying to crawl away is just like. I just I loved it. It was like on my tops last year when we went over our favorite movies. I thought it was great. I can't wait for the next one to come out next year, and I hope he kinda like kind of encaps it as well as this one starts it um but yeah, I was very worried about some of the scars pennywise stuff from some of the marketing like some of that weird c g of that weird like Photoshopped marketing that came out before the movie. Like yeah, when he was like looking down the drain. Yeah, that's a weird. It was like shot really weird. They even released that was... marketing like that wasn't even like in the movie. You know, yeah. it's just stupid looking stuff. And like I was like, oh god, I hope it doesn't like <clears throat> come off cheesy like that in the movie. And like immediately you're like, oh no, this is not fucking cheesy. Yeah. And like the moment he opens his mouth and like all those fucking like layers of serrated teeth are shown, mm. like it just it just set up the movie for me. And like I was immediately relieved, and I ended up loving the film and. Um, being able to see a more gruesome Georgie death than what was shown on the
0: miniseries was
2: was pretty rewarding. Um, yeah. But uh, for, for for loving the book, like she said, you two want of books, to see children
0: get killed. That's brutally. what it comes down to. Sometimes,
2: if there's a child. How do you most brutally kill it? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, and if they made it
0: on TV back in the 80s, I want to see him yeah. do it better now.
2: Yeah, you got to you up. got an R rating, uh, budget. Yeah. Let's kill the shit out of these kids. <laughs> Come it. on.
0: If
3: there's anything about Steve, he loves a good child murder. <laughs> if there's that. anything yeah. you need to know about him. That's
0: it. My next choice, there were so many different options. I almost am embarrassed this is on my list because it is so down the middle. Super iconic kill, probably on all the lists of all the great iconic kills of all time. But I just have to give credit to the chest bursting scene from Alien hmm. as like a piece of gore that is super memorable, a famous scene a la the, sure. the, the Drew Barrymore scene at the beginning Absolutely. of Scream. But it's also in the movie. It's we all know it now. But seeing that life cycle of the alien played out the way it, we didn't know yet. I mean, it, yeah, you know, the first time you see that movie, you don't know that it. Oh, it starts off on your face and then I guess it kind of impregnates you you and and then there's something inside you that hatches out. Like seeing that displayed through that character is both, like I said, a really gory, really memorable, really horrifying scene and a terrible way to go in front of everybody in a brightly lit room where nobody can do a damn thing to help you. And it's like a likable sciencey guy who, you know, John Hurt played, he wasn't like the strapping lead and he wasn't like the character who seemed like he was going to become the hero of the thing. But I just think that is such a, uh, just a, a way to just lay it all on the table, boy. That's a sounds like a pun, but I did not mean it that way. <laughs> but I mean, as far as like, no, this movie is going to do some freaky stuff to people, and and people cannot stop this thing. Look yeah. at what it can do to the human body. And, yeah, you know, look at how messed up this guy is. Um, so yeah, I think the the chest burst Alien, mm. it's got to be one it's of the choice. best kills. Last one,
1: Ronald. Um, mine is kind of close to that um thing. <laughs>
0: Ah, good defibrillator scene. Yes,
2: man. There's something. So that's what
0: I thought you were gonna say, but the only reason I didn't is because I feel like I've talked about (laughs) the thing so much on this show that it's like John's talking about the thing again. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that that movie is crazy for a bunch of reasons. Sound design is one of them, and some of it is like that scene has so much yelling in it that it is overwhelming. Because you're, you know, they're trying to yell to get this guy well and they, the defibrillator happens and, and then there's yelling after that and then the monster starts at, and he's yelling on top of that it's it's a very hectic scene it's
0: that his ribcage cage turns into a, like a mouth yeah. and bites his arm like you were maybe thinking it was gonna go wrong you didn't think it was gonna that that was gonna yeah. happen you know it
1: just is one of those scenes that you, I, I don't know i think it's one of the few scenes that sure is a it's absurd thing happening but I know I would have been yelling just like mm-hmm. those people were. And I don't see that happen very often. I don't see very many movies where people are yelling at the top of their lungs that something nuts is happening. Yeah, It really did. The only two really two movies I can think of that have a a lot of yelling like that, Evil Dead,
0: mm-hmm.
1: has so much yelling in it. And this one, The Thing... It, it, I related to it on a real weird level because I yell every time something happens.
0: <laughs> well, like this scene in Alien too. It's a it's a well lit room. It's like right. there's a lot yes. of people standing around trying to do the right thing. Yeah. It's not like it doesn't seem like a situation where the where it's about to go to hell. You know, yes. it seems like the people have control over this situation to some extent. And so yeah. yeah,
1: the best reactions, the things happening around them that I've ever seen. Yeah, and and it's all practical stuff, which makes it look a lot better. It's mm-hmm. really cool to watch. You know. It's all really happening in front of them, so it feels a lot more visceral. I think that's why I like it so much. So
3: the first time I ever watched the thing was the first time I ever was on the podcast.
1: Really? Yeah, because I don't.
3: I'm not like I love horror movies, but I'm not big into like the sci-fi horror crossover. Mm So I I watched it it for you guys.
1: (laughs) I'm glad you did. I did. Glad you did.
2: One of the other ones that I was like, so the Scream and the Nightmare were like definitely on my list, and I was like. Going between two for my last pick, so I want to pull a walker and just throw the one that I was like breaking my heart that I didn't mention mm-hmm. because, again, it's something that we got to experience at Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. It was the, uh, the elevators from Hell Scene in Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, that is just such like the most. It is like every ho- fan of ho- every horror fan's like nightmare coming true, mm-hmm. you know, like that there's like. Any number of these things could have been sent to kill those two, that whole group of kids yeah. in this movie. When you realize what's happening, yeah, and and when they go into that control booth and hit the red button, and just like everything is unleashed, <laughs> every scary thing you've ever had a nightmare yeah. about is available. And so many
0: little satirical jabs at yeah. particular horror movies, but yeah. creating their own thing with it. Um, and just the Easter eggs of the stuff that's written on the dry erase yeah. board, and then you can kind of draw a line between that and stuff you see in that yeah. scene. Yeah, that stuff was, was very clever. Again,
2: there. like another like horror film, like talking about Scream in 96, <laughs> and then Cabin in the Woods, like Drew Goddard, like it's completely like just talking about the horror genre mm-hmm. and like just turning it over and saying like, this, like look what I'm doing with it now. And, and it, in and a different way than yeah. Scream did. no, so, no, yeah. They're like, it's like a nice companion if you want to look at like, is yeah. is a genre going stale? Well, here's hear something to shake it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of those movies kind of qualify that, and yeah, I just like remember watching that movie, loving it, and that scene standing out. And uh, the same year, I think, wasn't it?
3: No, it was uh, not.
2: Another year that we went to Horror Nights, they had the cabin in the woods house, and mm-hmm. they had that wow. sequence where you walk out in the elevator, and it was timed perfectly for when we entered it, because you know you're basically a movie that's conveyor line of people. Yeah, yeah. But like, it hit when we were like right in the middle of these it was elevators. Amazing and the fucking elevator's open, and everything that you could think of just comes out at you to scare you. What? It was amazing. It was like the clown, the girl, the, like, mm-hmm. Hellraiser-looking symbiote, or the uh, Cenobite-looking thing, and, like, the so, werewolf.
1: I mean... So is know. it open, like, Twister? I know that's a little weird reference, but, open like, 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 Twister? You know, how you no. Twister, you kind of go into a space, and then no. everything's kind of happening around you you.
3: You, you. you. These are all, like, houses that are, like, in the back studio lots, so okay. you're walking through, essentially, like... A walkway that's probably like five feet wide Mm. for you and then everything's happening on the side so like when we walked into this room it was like lined with elevator doors and and we were like he said it was timed really well so we we kind of like were far enough behind the other group that we did not even see that anything going back in the elevators or whatever so when we walked into this room all these elevator doors just opened and like shit came out at us oh so you're just walking through it's awesome so um, amazing. That was probably like one of that's probably is my favorite moment at that event that we go to, other than walking into the Elm Street house like that. Just because that's like, it's like seeing it in real life. That's like a place in my heart. That like seeing the girls jump roping outside and stuff. That was like so amazing for somebody that loves that movie as much. But because mm. I'm not even as big of a fan of Cabin in the Woods as he is. But that was so cool. Yeah.
2: Sounds like that it. is like an event that I can't <clears> promote <throat> enough. Like, you know, maybe we can get them to the sponsor the podcast next year. For and other... we could all go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they could pay yeah, for it. We could... What they do in the back lots of Universal, like building these houses, like they're literally building houses inside of productions, st- like, w- like hangars, mm. like they're huge. Yeah, right. And you know, you're walking through them, and like, you know, some of the rooms you're walking down, and it's just like, you know, it's kind of contained and claustrophobic, but some of them you're walking into a scene, you know, like the elevator scene or like. Um, you know, there's one one that we did one year was like some like gothic cathedral like
3: churchy churchy thing
2: thing where like you're walking through this catwalk and it's built to look like you're in the top level of a church and like this fucking thing flew in and it was one of the most scared I've ever been in in a haunted house (laughs) like a gargoyle yeah gargoyle flies in on a wire (laughs) at you and like the production is just so impressive so Mm -hmm. to get a hold of a property like Cabin in the Woods or like Freddy but specifically Cabin in the Woods and like know that that's the scene Right. right. and like just and in, in our luck just like hitting it mm-hmm. right when those dings well, right really... when it dings and then they're all open it's phenomenal that sounds but in the movie itself I just think that that scene is just the realization of what that's kind of where they're realizing what is happening to them mm-hmm. and starting to piece together like that any one of those given things could have been what was selected to come and kill their group of friends. Yeah. Um, instead of, like, the zombie hillbillies that were, you know, coming after them. Just, yeah, just an awesome scene. Did you
0: guys have any other ones that just barely got cut? Or I mean, I had something some I wanted to. to mention, but I know you mentioned you had a couple more, Lauren. Do you want to just... Oh. Go for it? Rattle I, off a couple?
3: Sure. I already said that the girl from Texas Chainsaw Massacre is shooting herself. Uh... This one's for Ronald. Evil Dead, all of them. From the, <laughs> literally, like I because I was thinking about certain ones that I love from that movie, and I fucking love that movie. And yeah. like they're all so awesome. I.
2: But you're talking about the remake.
3: Yeah, the remake. Not oh, the, the, the remake. remake. Yes, I, that's Which the I one. Love. That, right, that's why I'm saying you'll love yeah. it. I'm but. just clarifying. Yeah. Because you know. Because
0: um, if it was me, yeah, and you were you're saying sitting are loving Evil Dead, I would yeah. be talking about the first one. However, He's I did talk about I thought, I thought the good. remake was very good, though. That was a that was a solid remake.
3: I have a friend that doesn't watch horror movies and she asked if she could, if that would be like a good first horror movie. And she was like, I was like, what, how much blood do you want to see on a scale of like one to 10? Or
2: all of it. I was like, this
3: movie is literally like raining buckets of blood. So, uh, no, you probably shouldn't start with that one. Um... Mm -hmm. I, I like Rose McGowan's death and scream. Like yeah. the the her not her thinking her friends are messing with her and really she's about to like get strangled by a garage door. Also she
0: she does a pretty good job of fighting off the, she did. the, the, the what's this? ghost face? face. Yeah.
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Jared Padalecki in the House of Wax remake when he's like getting oh, his like yeah. little like you can see his teeth like yeah. all the way back in his cheek and stuff. That's brutal. Um the the scene in Resident Evil with the lasers, when the, he's like trying to oh, dodge yeah. all the lasers, and then finally it comes off, and it's just like cubes. And it's there's, like, there's you're an, fucked. Yeah. And you just see the one little <laughs> droplet of blood, like when he gets lasered. I thought of that at the Dust. same
0: time as I was thinking of the ghost ship death, because it's like anytime someone's like bisected or cut by right. a laser or right. a wire, and they don't know what's happened to them yet, you know, that's yeah. always horrific.
3: Um, the only other one I had... Wow. Uh, do I have one more? Oh yeah. The um, I, this is more like of a funny, not really a kill, but the the kid who gets. Um, like impaled running away in Tucker and Dale vs Evil when he's just like running and runs right into the tree branch and just is like I love what is the line that I love like officer these kids just came on my property started killing, killing themselves
0: <laughs> That's a <laughs> great fucking movie. love that movie yeah.
3: <laughs> Um, Yeah, I think that's all I have, though. Uh...
0: I had one kind of duo of what I'm considering sort of the Call a Lifeline characters in movies, which Mm -hmm. is when the person's in a bad situation and there's somebody that could help them and you show something bad happened to them, it has real impact. Uh, Greta Gerwig's character in House of the Devil when which, which she gets her head yeah. blown off it's yeah. like you kind of like her she seems like her. she's a little bit annoying but she's like that realistic friend and the fact that anyone out there knows where this girl is and can come get her yeah. now that's done. done and it's like done so decisively and so suddenly and a very similar death is uh, I forget the character's name but Glenn Howerton in The Strangers <gasps> Oh yeah, he's yeah. the friend who's coming to help uh, and yeah. he's double fucked I think that's the reason I didn't mention it on my list uh, is because I think I've had this exact description of it before where it's like you see like there's never been a more dead person walking down a hole <laughs> than this, this poor guy but i like that he's true. like the friend he's like I, I don't know it's touching that he's actually there to help and he's like trying to get his boy out of a bad situation or whatever and it yeah it doesn't go well for him and that's just yeah. that it's him killing his friend is another thing that makes that scene yeah. particularly horrific so it's rough one. did you have anything else you thought about mentioning not really all right i had two quick 80s uh not
2: even like great kills but they stand out to me i don't know if you guys have ever seen deadly friend no, Wes Craven. <laughs> the, basketball. the basketball scene. Chrissy Swanson is like a robot. She, like she's a human that dies. It gets brought back as like a demonic uh, robot kind of thing. Okay. And she like throws the a basketball at like the woman a woman's head and like it just like it's Anne Ramsey. You know it, the yeah. the, uh, the Mama Goonies.
0: from the Goonies mm-hmm. and uh, also from Throw Mama on the Train. Throw off the train. from the train from the train from the train. From the train their mom on the train that's the sequel that's the <laughs> put her back <laughs> on it's like no this is this is the story of how she got on the train in the first place so she,
1: somebody threw a basketball yeah. at her but it's like it's YouTube like she's it's standing so there weird. and she goes like
0: ah in her inimitable way and, <laughs> it's like a great special and then effect. Like, Cut. the shot you know then christy swanson throws the ball and then it cuts back. but it's like it lingers mm-hmm. it could have gotten by with the you know could have moved faster and been a little bit more convincing but when it cuts back you see that it's a fake head going you know before it... <laughs> and like just explodes yeah. and then it time. completely <laughs> explodes that is one she's a strong robot yeah West Craven also oh, okay. uh, one deadly uh, friend
2: the other one was uh, Maximum Overdrive Stephen King mm.
0: it's it killed the... his directorial career
2: yeah it's the uh, the sequence like where it's like at the baseball diamond and the soda machine starts shooting out the soda and like <laughs> yes. kills the one guy and it hits a kid the kid falls and then the steamroller rolls over the kid <laughs> yeah. again another child being killed <laughs> Just another, another great example of a steam overkill roller. death though yeah you know? it's just like okay he's dead and he's dead yeah you know? yeah it's just like
0: soda ma- soda
2: machine and a steamroller just a perfect bad, combo to kill that. kids <laughs> I feel so it's bad, like final
1: destination that. if it weren't clever <laughs> right you know what I mean? exactly exactly
2: oh Damn. man yeah those are just like cheesy 80s deaths that yeah. like i remember just always thinking about
0: those two mm. Also, Jason Voorhees uh, picking someone up in a sleeping bag and banging yes, on a tree to kill so them. A good one! That's a that's like so brutal and efficient, and yeah. you know, it feels like he's really just saying, "You know what? I can do. I'm going to see if I can do this. <laughs> yeah. I can. I did it." Yeah,
3: it's so weird how some um, like kid deaths in movies are just like, like you just said, like. Um, not funny, but just like they don't yeah. affect you, and then some like brutally affect you.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's one that brutally affected you?
3: Most recently, probably summer of eighty four. I couldn't sleep. Like uh, I was sick to my stomach at the end of that movie. I feel bad because uh, people might not have seen that.
0: Spoiler one, alert, guys. Spoiler alert.
1: Hereditary did the same. I thing. I
3: didn't see me. it yet.
0: Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, but I already know
3: something bad happens.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was debating whether that one. I think that would. In, in I was going to, but I'm just going to say hereditary. I'm not going to say anything about right. it. But I was debating whether that was a with a, a kill or a death, and I think it's a kill. Because of the circumstances of the movie, but oh, I don't yeah. think you know. I don't think you can really figure that out. Until You're you... Lauren. Yeah,
3: I'll watch it soon. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm, I, I intend to. I, honestly, uh, the haunting of Hill House kind of like bumped it mm-hmm. way out of like the queue. That yeah. good, huh? Have you not started it yet? No, I haven't. I'm only three episodes it let in. Me. I, honestly, like... I
2: was trying to get it on a watch over the weekend. It, like, wouldn't play for me. Yeah,
3: them. I got, like, really? a weird
1: message saying Did you try that,
3: to, like, watch it on your computer or something? Like, not the TV? I
1: did not try to watch it on the
0: computer, you though.
3: You should do that. I should, so I'm going to try to
0: check it out. Mike Flanagan is just this... Killing it, man. It's such a mature work from somebody who's done a good job on everything up till this. But I think particularly, like, the first five or six episodes of that season of Haunting of Hill House are just, like... I mean it's up there with the prestige television shows that we love you know wow. it's up there with those great television shows and the fact that it's a horror show And it's... say a few of the shows you're talking about just to kind of make sure well I mean you know, I'm putting it in the neighborhood of stuff that I love like uh, Breaking Bad there you go yep. what there you yep. go uh, have you finished that.
3: it? Have you finished yeah, it? Yeah, okay. It. So I haven't finished it yet. But... What about? Uh... I don't know. I mean,
0: again, I, you know, it's not like that. But it's like if you're talking about shows that are really well acted and really well exactly. written and really well yeah. directed, and you yeah. feel like you're watching a, a movie. This is like a ten-hour-long movie. Yeah. Um. But particularly in the opening stretches where you're getting to know the characters and you're kind of building up to like this event that's going to bring people together. Hopefully, um. I just thought that stuff was so masterfully done. The way that it would like end an episode in that binge model, like man you you can't not want to watch the next one when one of those ends even Absolutely. if you your mind's wandering a little bit during the episode when it gets to the end you're like okay damn now i see what they're doing but the way it gets you to know the different characters ronald is it's cool because it's got these different siblings and different episodes focus on a different sibling mm. and so you kind of like right when you become interested in a person's story that's like oh the next episode's about them so it's like i don't know the way it was structured as a season i thought was really yeah, it's got cool. kind of
2: like this like rashomon style of like trying to piece together like the what happened in the like the childhood timeline and what's happening as adults um but yeah i fucking love that show i'm like legit like obsessed with it right now Mm.
0: i love that henry thomas uh has such a i mean i always see him in these odd little roles and i'm wondering why doesn't he do a little bit more but i thought this was a great a great role for him and someone pointed out that like those kids like the two youngest kids in this are very like spielbergian kids and they were saying like and it's funny that they're acting opposite like the the guy the uber (laughs) spielberg kid you know Mm -hmm. and also henry thomas as a young timothy hutton worked surprisingly well like they don't look a lot alike but there's certain characteristics and i think their performances were uh You know, I think that actors, when they're playing the same role, don't you think they do like learn a little bit from each other, a little bit. Absolutely. But it, it, I didn't feel like I was watching two different different people the way sometimes they can do. When when someone's a little bit older and they cast a different person, and you're like, he's not going to look. Henry Thomas isn't going to look like Timothy Hutton in twenty years. But you know, it works. Like you would rather see that than old age makeup on him for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure, yeah. Especially when you get to the last episode and you see some old age makeup and you realize maybe they were really wise to stay away from old age makeup. I'm excited hey, to it finish it. No, it's yeah, it's amazing. Like, I mean, it's it's it's, what my, it, it's like one of my favorite shows
2: I've seen in a long time. Yeah, mm. I mean, I can already like, tell that it's one that of my from... favorite like Netflix shows that they've made for sure. Yeah, I like, can already tell
3: that three from three episodes for like it's
2: so well paced and like yeah. what John was saying about like how the first like four or five episodes really kind of like give a care give a sibling a whole episode to kind of piece out what their takeaway from Hill House was or yeah. like that. And, and, like, drops you from one, one sibling to the next in, in terms of how the siblings interact with one, with one another. Like, their relationships to each other is, like, what's dictating what sibling we're following in each of the first uh, four or five
0: episodes, which right. is just, like,
3: Did you awesome. like Oculus? It's kind of like that as far really as, dark. like, back and forth timelines. Like, gotcha. yeah, like I mean, it's, cle- it's more, it's clear. Like, you can, there's no, um, I remember Oculus had, like, a couple moments that were, like, I don't say confusing, but you couldn't exactly tell what was going on right off the bat. But like this is more clear; like you, you get the gist of it a lot faster. Okay. Do you think that Mike Flanagan like loves working with these particular yes. actors because he like there's certain ones that have been in like three of his things? Mm-hmm. Like, he Most obviously, of them are like loves regulars. his little team.
2: Yeah, Carla Gugino, Henry Thomas, Katie uh, Siegel is his wife. Oh, okay. The girl who plays Theo. Mm-hmm. Was she
0: in Hush?
3: Oh, she yeah, in Hush. Hush. I knew I recognized her from wife. something. Yeah, she was also yeah. in
2: Gerald's Game, a small role. Yeah. Uh, Carl Gorgina was in Gerald's Game. Yeah. The, the the girl, the one girl was in Ouija. Mm-hmm. And she was in um, Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew I knew, I knew her creation. from something. Was okay,
3: that him? No. Was that him or no? Um, Annabelle Creation. No, no. Okay. He, he did Ouija, too. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the her, um, her older counterpart was in um, oh, Elizabeth, also... Yeah, Elizabeth yeah.
2: Reeser was in yeah. Ouija. Yeah, he's just like, he's definitely... He He's got, like, him. a little troop of people that he yeah. kind of keeps telling. Yeah. And, also...
0: and he gives them... I mean, when else has Carla Gugino had that kind of For shit real. to do? You know, real. Like, she's like, the sh- she's, like, the centerpiece of this show in some ways. Yeah, way, and, like, episode
2: eight or nine, like, she is... It's, like, her episode, mm-hmm. and, like, it's she's amazing in it. She's so good. Yes. Yes, yeah, so that, sure that was well. us boasting about,
0: us <laughs> about You have to I start would say this, it. If Kill anyone episode, out there listening is a big fan of the book, Haunting of Hill House this is this is one of those adaptations that does not try to be an adaptation of the thing i was i'm I love the book and I would love to see michael flanagan michael flanagan i'm I, I'm like his father super proper uh, <laughs> um I would like to see Michael J. Flanagan get down here and adapt that book um no, but I would love to see him with this production value and everything actually adapt the book just because the act just because the it's so well done mm. but it's it's so different, but it's one of those adaptations where you instantly go, you know what i don't care like i love the book i would love to see it adapted well maybe this means we won't get a real adaptation of that book for another 10 20 years or something but it based on what he did being so unique i'm not i'm not it's kind of like the shining is kind of known to be a pretty bad adaptation actually in some ways of the stephen king book but it's it you can't say that makes it a bad movie at all right um and i love the book and i love the movie so i think this is a, a similar case to that
3: cool
2: Yeah. so check that out yeah hopefully you can finish it and we can catch up on it yeah I think we've if you can get your Netflix killed
0: Ron- Ronald's energy level at this end of He's this done. episode. <laughs> He's done. I'm pretty tired,
1: but I'm here. I'm present. I had a good time. <laughs> I did. I As good he passes time. out into the microphone. Yeah. Right.
2: <sighs> so now we get to think about what our Halloween episode will be next year. I know we'll start a year ahead. Mm-hmm. Final Girls, maybe. Maybe Final Girls. Unless there's like a really good Final Girl movie coming out. Which this week there's a yeah Final oh Girl, yeah a really good Final Girl movie coming out um halloween 2018 i you guys sure you guys i think everyone nice. in the room knew but uh, anyone, they, they were like look, looking you know. at us like, do they know do
0: you know um i'm sure lauren knows about the new halloween she's heard it. She's heard
3: it. we have we're gonna go see it while we're in orlando for halloween horror nights <laughs> that's, oh, that's <laughs> right. pretty cool
0: that's
2: right
3: i do think that we should get some sort of uh like royalty for this plug like we've, we've talked a lot <laughs> about maybe it
2: maybe when we post this we just tag them in everything yeah. possible yeah or when we're down there, maybe we just somehow like slip them a movie movie official card.
3: Let me tell you what we'll do. We need do. to print up some official yeah. cards. Yep. Give me some paper. Give us tickets and fast passes. us go back passes. to 1998 and print out
0: cards. <laughs>
3: yep. You give us tickets and pa- fast passes. We will live podcast from the event. Oh, hey.
1: um, I'm wow. about that.
3: And. There you go. There it is. It. I'll even pay for my own flight, whoever orchestrates She'll even Halloween pay for all offered. of our flights. Yeah. Sure. You offered. give us the free pass- passes, I'll pay.
0: I'll start driving now. <laughs> Let's do it. I'll meet you guys down there.
2: <laughs> all right, cool. So that was this year's Halloween episode. we themed, horror themed. Yeah, best kills. Best favorite kills. Favorite kills. Kills deluxe, whatever. Yeah, kills, whatever that you want to call it. kills that killed. Kills that killed. Kids. <Yeah>. Um <laughs> You can find us at com, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now, Spotify, Google Play. I feel like I say it every time, but if you can leave a review or a star rating specifically on Apple Podcasts, maybe even on Spotify, maybe we need to push Spotify more because maybe that's what yeah. people are using now. But um, I would love it if we could get like a, a benchmark. We got to get like a number we'll pick mm-hmm. and like we'll try to get that number of reviews or star rating by the end of the year. We got to figure that out because. For having 225 plus episodes, we don't have very many ratings, guys. Yeah, we need or a, star need ratings people. that aren't our family members or closest friends. Right. Or U- using different sign-ins <laughs> yeah.
0: with multiple Apple yeah. IDs. <laughs> well, when it's like their ID comes up and it's like Steve's mom. I'm like, come yeah. on, Steve's mom. You have... <laughs> uh,
2: so if we could figure that out, we'll we'll do our part. But if you can leave us
0: a review or a rating or something, that would be that'd be great. So I'll tell you what, everyone listening, if if we get like ten reviews in between this and the next time we record. We'll release some free content. That's a great idea, Jim. You like that yeah.
1: idea? I like it. Guaranteed. We need to talk about that yeah, on okay. there. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm ready to give little away hasty. for free. Yeah, okay. Get into the free. Maybe
2: stuff. for 10. Maybe yeah, I'm willing maybe for to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if we start getting reviews on there, maybe we can like read some on the podcast. I don't know what, what you know, we would love to share people's feedback. With anybody else listening, like it, if if that would entice anybody, like we'd love to share your thoughts on the podcast. So if you can leave us a review, you can control us like a puppet. ITunes. The way
0: Freddie controlled Philip Anderson, in puppet king. Yep. right. You can. If you leave a review, we will read it.
2: Yep, that's, that's true. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. So
2: Laura, when you get home, make sure you leave a review. <laughs> <you> <laughs> my name's John, and I'm a big dumbhead. And I have to, <laughs> five stars. Like, what do I want them to say? And I have to read it.
0: <clears throat> Uh
2: But yeah, it would be really really nice of you if you could leave a review or star rating. And, and we'll read yours, maybe if you leave one. <laughs> yep. You got anything else, Ronald, before you pass out? No, I love you guys. Love you too, man. Love you and, too. And and I'll and the 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 love you too, Lauren.
3: <laughs> love you. Thanks for having me on. Yes.
2: Yeah. Thanks for
0: coming on. It's always
3: great. Thank you. Absolutely.
2: And as always, you've made our day. Thanks. Bye.